Hi, welcome back to Shop Talk with the Sheriff. I'm Sheriff Gregory Tony here in Broward County. Thanks again for joining us. As you all know, I have really been focusing on bringing a different community leadership to participate in our dialogues and discussions about what's going on. And today we got another great one. Today, I'm, I'm very excited to have uh, Chief of Police Anthony Rosa to join us today, who leads up the Sunrise Police Department. He and I have had a chance to work over the last two years since I've been in office on a multitude of different projects, whether it be about reform, whether it be about what can we do to enhance communications in a multitude of different areas. So he brings a wealth of knowledge and experience to the conversation. We'll tackle some areas. We'll highlight some things that he's doing over at Sunrise and then what his perspective is on where we are headed in terms of county, uh, in terms of the county and our law enforcement groups there. But I got to give him some highlights, right? First of all, uh, Chief Rosa is the 8th Chief of Police at Sunrise PD. He was hired as a police officer back in 1997. He's run the gauntlet uh, within his career. He has gone from sergeant all the way through, which is a rarity. It, it's always nice to have people who've gone all the way through the different chain of command. But before he even started that, he even served God and country as a United States Marine. Uh, during the 1990s. He is a subject matter expert when it comes to public safety communication, participating within the Broward County Consolidated Communication Systems and ensuring that through ORCAT or the Operational Review Team, we have a veteran law enforcement administrator who can guide us to make sure we're doing the right things when we're working with the county. In addition to that, he is currently serving as the president of the Broward County Chiefs of Police Association, uh, an association comprised of all the municipal city chiefs of police that we have we partnered up with them as well the sheriff is invited to participate in that body and have a multitude of conversations as to how are we going to move Broward County law enforcement forward to safeguard this public and to unite us so chief welcome thank you for coming on today hey sheriff I appreciate you having me on thank you hey so let's dive right into it uh let's talk a little bit uh, about your military career you know, you're a service-oriented guy. It's evident in your resume. But what was the driving focal point to get you into the military and then that transition into law enforcement? So, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those things. I mean, I, I joined the military right out of high school. You know, it's, I think it started with just a desire to serve, the desire to do something, you know, just bigger than myself. And, and I think that uh, kind of took, took its, on, its own life from there. You know, I've been in uh, some kind of a uniform my entire adult life, whether it be in the Marine Corps, uh, serving as a Daytona Beach police officer or, you know, serving as a Sunrise police officer and rising up through the ranks up to the chief of police. Now, chief, for some of our listeners who are not familiar with your responsibility, size, scope of Sunrise, can you highlight how many personnel you have, et cetera? So we have a little over 300 total personnel in Sunrise, and that consists of just, uh, just under 200 sworn law enforcement officers and the balance being support staff, uh, public service aides uh, and, and various administrators. So, uh, you know, we're a full service police department here in Sunrise and, and we believe in uh, interacting with our community. And you all are covering roughly how many miles of uh, Broward County in terms of Sunrise territory? Um, we're about uh, eight square miles where, and if you, if you can imagine, you know, Sunrise is in the west end of Broward County. Um, we're bordered on our north end, uh, basically by Tamarack. We're bordered on our east end by Lauder Hill, and we're bordered on our south end by a combination of, of Plantation and Davie. It gives you an All idea right. generally. Yeah, so it's a good grid for those who are not familiar with it. Chief did a good job outlining what his responsibilities are. You know, with all the experience and time that you've served this county, uh, here in Broward County, 
and your expertise within communications and ensuring you know that monster in itself is handled. What do you what do you see um, as one of our biggest challenges here in the county in terms of law enforcement right now? So, so I think law enforcement right now, it, it's our biggest challenge is is the way that law enforcement is interacting with the community, and I, and what I mean by that really is the challenge is is to get, and, and this is one of the goals of mine too, is is to really get law enforcement to be seen as the protectors of our residents and our community. Yeah, and that's that's interesting. I think well, most people don't when they hear that they're like, well, don't you do that all the time? And for, yes, the answer is, but there is a cultural change and paradigm. Uh, And I'm just going to expand a little bit more on what the chief is talking about, the warrior mindset. Yes, most certainly we must have to have that because there are truly some bad people out there who are not going to accept, please sit down, uh, please drop your weapon. And it takes a certain warrior mentality, but it's such a rarity that we're dealing with. And, you know, I'm sure the chief is talking about getting back to that we're here to protect this community, be guardians, and not look at ourselves as that we have to be in a warrior mindset all day, every day. Um, Chief, you, I've, I've listened to you speak several times. I, I assume I know that one because I've been around you enough to know how you, how you operate over there. Uh, anything would you add on to that in your experiences and seeing young officers versus, you know, our old timers who's been around? How, how do you breach that? How do you change the scope and mindset of a guy who's been here 27 years um, who's always done it, quote, that way, whereas now we got a younger generation who we're trying to say there's another way to go about it. Uh, it's all about leadership. You know, I, I believe that it's, it starts with me, starts with the top, and, and I set the culture of what I expect for policing within this community, and, um, and then I hold my people accountable to do so. Now, there is definitely, and you touched on it, there is a clear difference in the generations. So, these uh, the newer officers coming in, they're coming in with the understanding. You mentioned warrior versus uh, guardian mindset. They're coming in as guardians, but law enforcement's not always been like that. You know, there, there's still right. a generation that's here that that were trained to be warriors. So it's our job, I think, as the law enforcement leaders, is is to make sure that our entire department, our entire agency is policing to the standard of the community out there right now. And that is, is they expect guardians. You know, one of the things I've seen, and, I, and I'll give you a quick shout out, is for every time we've had to pay attention to the likes of, you know, a George Floyd atrocity uh, that negatively impacts all law enforcement in the county, you're always quick to step up and say, all right, where do we pivot? What do we change? You know, one thing that we accomplished uh, were, you know, during the transition period between you and Dexter, uh, Chief Dexter, who was leading up at the same time, uh, our focal point to answer to the community, the community cried and said, well, we, what are you doing about training? What are you doing about de-escalation training? Um, we hit that, uh, the de-escalation model across the channel, but we also did something that was unique that no one has done in this county when it comes to the racial equity and implicit bias training type of commitment. Talk a little bit about why you jumped on for that and with zero hesitation, mine, I'll add as well, you quickly said, hey, this, yeah, I see where, where we need to go. And getting the entire chiefs of police involved in that. And I mean, it's just really important. Like I, I you know, I mentioned it's, it's what the community expects of their, their protectors. And, um, you know, Sheriff, for example, the, the sheriff's office, your office, where they, they started with the racial uh, equity and implicit bias training. And that's been kind of sitting in the background for quite a while. And I know you stepped up and, with Broward County and, and you offered it to 
all of uh, Broward County law enforcement. And the Broward County Chiefs of Police Association really embraced it. Um, absolutely. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Chief. I just want to say absolutely because that's imperative for the community to know that this was a unified effort, that this wasn't just a one-man show and it wouldn't have worked unless we had the Chiefs of Police on board for this. Yeah, one of the things I think that Broward County law enforcement really does good at is, you know, we're good at talking to each other. We're good at seeing and listening and listening to what the community wants. We're good at being in front of trends. And, um, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of negative stuff in the world right now. And, and we recognize that. And I believe that Broward County law enforcement as a whole is head and shoulders above of where the rest of the country is, as far as training, preparation, and the demeanor of the officers and how we interact with people. Right. That's right. You know, a lot of times that's not something you put in a book. It's not in a policy. Just how are we treating people from a demeanor standpoint, that professional level, that courtesy, being able to sense, be sensitive enough to understand what's going on in other areas and how it impact us here. You know, another thing that I, I was really uh, excited to see you step out on and talk uh, and participate was when the county had said, hey, we, we want to have some type of civilian review board structured here in Broward County. And it was, a, okay, we have our stipulations and things we want to embed. Um, I, I spoke vocally about them. You spoke vocally about them. But we're moving forward. W what was your why? The why behind that? As a chief law enforcement officer in this county, a man who's been around for a long time, what made you say, yes, it's time to support that type of project? I'm a huge believer in transparency in what we do and what our profession does. And when, when it came to light, when I became aware of the county wanting to create this board, I just thought we have to be a part of it. So the police, law enforcement is part of the solution. And, um, you know, it's uh, like yourself, I'm driven and I feel strongly about something. I feel strongly that this is something important for Broward County and, you know, I and I want my agency and I want all of law enforcement in Broward County involved in it as part of the solution to the problems that are out there. Any particular, you know, projects that Sunrise is working on right now that, you, you know, you're kind of spearheading and launching that's going to enhance, you know, your ability to safeguard the, the residents there? Yeah, and I'm, I'm actually, um, I'm, I'm really proud of this one. You know, we, we, we recognize uh, the need to be transparent to our community and our community really demands it of us. Um, so, you know, yesterday, uh, the City of Sunrise and the Sunrise City Commission um, had previously authorized and put together a law enforcement review and advisory board specific to our city. And, uh, you know, I'm happy to announce that last night we had our inaugural meeting. That's awesome. Tell us a little bit about some of the responsibilities that they're going to have and how they're, you know, their, their contribution to the, to the city as well as the agency. Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a 10 member board. Um, all volunteers from within the city of Sunrise, residents and business owners. And um, they're tasked now with, with reviewing the police department. Everything from policy review, our high liabilities, our use of force, to reviewing our use of force instances, and then advising the city commission and the police chief on um, way, things they believe that we can do to reduce use of force instances. And then they're going to also review our... Um, internal affairs investigations. So once they're closed, we'll present the case to the committee and they'll, they'll advise us from the community perspective. And um, what, what, it, you know, what it really does is it's a level of transparency that just hasn't existed before. You know, 
Uh, these things are public record. They have been for a lot of years, but what we find is we don't have a lot of people actually asking for them. What happens in this part of your agency? Mm -hmm. so, so we're trying to be proactive with this. And now we're putting this information out there for the community to review, and they will tell us what they think of our performance, how we're handling it, and how we're policing and holding ourselves accountable. Look, that's huge. And, and for the public who's listening, you know, those type of bold steps uh, taken amongst police departments and administrators and, and city elected officials is what we need. It, it has to repeatedly happen because we're really not trying to hide anything in this profession. Uh, from everything, it's a public record, from emails to any encounter that we have. But when it comes to internal affairs investigations, misconduct that we assess, the perception is that we don't want to disclose it. And so this type of project that the chief is pushing out just shows another level of transparency where it's, hey, come on in, participate. We'll even take your feedback and recommendations and include you into this discussion versus ostracize you or keep you out. You know, last year, um, you know, and, and it's really this year, being, getting beat up with COVID-19 has changed how we had to operate. Um, our concerns about personal protection equipment, our concerns about health, our concerns about um, all type of different things. What has been the biggest complication that you've had to endure when it comes to managing your agency chief and dealing with COVID? Yeah, I think one of the biggest challenges is actually COVID itself, right? It's, it's uh, one officer gets it. And a lot of times by the nature of our work, it's going to spread amongst our ranks. Um, there's just things that law enforcement does where you're in close contact with each other, with the public. And uh, um, I think that's been one of our biggest challenges is stopping the spread within the agency. Now, as it relates to the entire community, COVID's really, really impacted us. You know, we pride ourselves here in Sunrise on our engagement levels and we, we invest a lot of resources into the neighborhoods and the communities. And I'm talking street by street. So COVID is almost causing the opposite of that. You know, it's forcing people to remain apart. I think that hurts us in the law enforcement pr profession. And we've had to get uh, creative, Zoom, podcasts, to how do we get our message to the community and how do we communicate with people? Yeah, that's a very good point. It, it most certainly has shifted the dynamics of how we're communicating with everyone out there. Now, Chief, uh, you were just sworn in to serve as the president of the Broward County Chiefs of Police Association. Talk to the community about what is your role in that capacity and what's the nature of the association? What do you all do? So, so what we are, Broward County Chiefs of Police Association is uh, consisted of membership of every police department, every law enforcement agency, including the sheriff's office within Broward County. And uh, what we do is we meet once a month and, and, and actually we meet a lot more than once a month, but we have one formal meeting a month and, and it's really for the purpose of improving the quality of the product we're providing to the public. No, no, and the consistency behind it, as far as all of us working unifiably on the same type of agenda. Not always, you know, to total agreement, but there's some things uh, that, you know, I've learned in my experience now as a sheriff and, and participating that I have to keep my eyes open and my ears um, available to listen and hear what you all are trying to accomplish because very rarely are we on different accords. Uh, law enforcement is law enforcement. The presentation packaging is a little different sometimes, uh, climate, but overall, we're all on the same page. Yeah, and I think everything from training to the way we handle our policies, we're very similar. You know, it's uh, the borders in Broward County, they, 
they don't necessarily, or the bad guys in Broward County don't necessarily recognize jurisdiction. And, you know, you have people who live out west. They could care less about jurisdiction. Well, how we handle that is generally uniform across the county. We all have our own set of policies, our own sets of procedures. But but if you went and looked at all of them, you're going to see they're extremely similar to each other. And that's a large result of the collaboration amongst the chiefs and the sheriff's office. And chief, how long is your term as the president? Um, it's one year term. So uh, in January, I'll be turning it over to a new president. And, uh, but, you know, I'll definitely be uh, staying involved. It's my nature to uh, to be involved in these kind of type of things. So. Sure. You know, another thing that's changed drastically with how we operate is our ability uh, to honor our people, uh, our fallen. And, you know, we have National Police Week, uh, which has been tweaked, modified, canceled, etc. How important that is for us to get that back up and running? You know, from your perspective, European, being a veteran, uh, we got to get that going again and make sure we hold this thing down. Yeah, it, it, I think it's really important. You know, Nas- National Police Week has been around since um, 1960s. I think it was President Kennedy that uh, got it into place. And, and it's happened in one manner or another over the years, you know, whether it be a full-blown ceremony in Washington, D.C., in our state capitol, or in, in, in within the county. Um, I think that this year is a great year to reflect back because on, on last year was not a good year for law enforcement. You know, there was a lot of law enforcement officers nationwide that, that had lost their lives, some from a criminal act. COVID, your right. agency, you know, really got hit hard from COVID. Um, and, you know, or whether they be accidents. And, and I think it's a time that not just us as law enforcement officers really to reflect and honor the men and women that really did give the ultimate sacrifice. I think it's a reminder for the entire country that members of law enforcement would lay down their lives for, for the people that they serve. And, and I think out of everything that it is, that's probably the deepest message that I see in it because law enforcement officers are the protectors of the community and, and all the law enforcement officers I know would lay their, down their life to protect someone else. I think that's important for everybody to know. Absolutely. You know, it's interesting. Uh, last data points I was able to read, I think back in 2019, the, the overall calculation of how many law enforcement officers were in the United States, and it was roughly 650-something thousand or so. Well, we'll round it up and say 700,000. And there's 330 million people in this country. Uh, and, it's, and I think people should remember that, that there's very few people in this country who are willing to uh, suit up and take on the horrors of society and do it under the most honorable set of circumstances. So we, we have to get back to honoring and hopefully we can get through this. You know, Chief, the last thing I would talk about um, with you is we're seeing once again as we're watching this trial for the the George Floyd um, murder take place, and it's a sensitive time in the community. And we just got compound with uh, another unfortunate shooting uh, in their area in Minneapolis. A young man shot, and it appears the officer was making an attempt to tase the individual what would you leave as a message for the community um, during this time? Because we need to hold our, our community together. Uh, and I'm getting questions about it, and people are saying, hey, Sheriff, what do you think? Where, where are we going with this one? Uh, what would be your message to the community? I mean, I actually have a couple. And I think that, you know, when we reflect here in Broward County law enforcement on what's happening around the rest of the country, I think it's important to remember that 
an incident that happens a thousand miles away is not reflective of law enforcement the way it occurs in Broward County. Um, now, with that said, we're not perfect. And, and my message to the community is we know we're not perfect, but we strive to be. And I think working together with the, those men and uh, the men and women in law enforcement, working with our residents, our businesses, we can strive to become perfect. You know, I, I, I'm gonna quote the immediate past president, uh, Chief Dexter Williams, something he said last year. And uh, what he said is, nobody hates a bad cop more than a good cop. That's right. And, and I think that's important because really what it means is, and I think what it highlights is the good cops and all the honorable work they're out there in the community doing can be erased in an instant by the one action by one bad cop. And it doesn't even have to be in your city or in this county or in this state. Yep, it can be a thousand miles away. So uh, my message to the community is, is we're, we're here because we want to be. We're here because we care. We live here. We live here with you. And, and we want to partner with you to make everybody's lives in Broward County better. Well, that's great. For those of you joining, uh, today's podcast guest is Chief Anthony Rosa of Sunrise Police Department. Uh, if you missed it, you better hit the rewind because we hit on some very good points. Chief, I appreciate working with you. I appreciate uh, you being available to me. When I had questions early on coming into the agency, I'm sure I'm going to have more questions for you in the future, and I appreciate the partnership. Uh, so thank you for joining us today. Uh, for everyone else who is in attendance, so to speak, listening in, I say thank you for joining me on Shop Talk with the Sheriff. Remember to follow me on Instagram at BSO Sheriff Tony. It's not a stunt double, it's me. Uh, also subscribe to the podcast so you get alerts for every new episode. Stay safe, be humble, and love somebody a little bit more than you love yourself. Thank you.